Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. We are so very honored that you have chosen to join us today. We're excited to be talking to you again. It's 2024. We survived the holidays. (laughs) Amen. Amen. It has been, I don't know, for everyone, for us, it's been a difficult holiday season. We've really struggled with a lot of sickness, a lot of stuff going on. So it has been hectic, but God is faithful. And so I am just so excited for us to be chatting again in this new year and ready to just jump into, we have so much going on in January. We have so much coming up. Yes. January is an exciting month with CPC coming up. Um, I'm sure that's where you're going with that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um, We are very excited, very excited to be speaking at the Children's Pastors Conference in Orlando this January. Um, It is a wonderful, a wonderful conference. If you have never been before, Um, it's just always been one of my favorites. It's just so much fun and so much great information. And so I've always enjoyed this one. And we were just very blessed when we found out that we were going to have the opportunity to speak. And so Virginia and I are actually doing two conferences at Children's Mm -hmm. Pastors Conference this year. We're doing one on biblical literacy at all Mm -hmm. ages. Mm -hmm. And then we are doing another one about prepping for vacation Bible school all throughout Mm -hmm. the year. So we are super excited about being able to see everyone that's going to be there. If you are going to be at Children's Pastors Conference, please stop by and say hello and and say hi. We are looking forward to seeing everybody. Um, Just the... The fun part, and, and we've said this a billion times, for me, the fun part about conferences is that I love being able to see all of my friends mm-hmm. and just to be able to meet mm-hmm. new people yeah. and just spend time with other children's ministers and just get that encouragement. It just gives me, um, I don't know, it just always gets me just a little bit more ready for the year whenever I go to a conference. Absolutely. I'm excited too. So we are ready. We are ready. We're ready. Well, we are going to kick off this year with maybe an unusual topic. I felt a little like conflicted about starting the new year with this, but I also just really felt like the Lord was just like leading to this topic of days when you want to quit. (laughs) And so, you know, the, the whole like goal and desire of this episode is to you know, because we all have those days where we're just like, oh my gosh, Lord, I just want to throw my hands up. But we want to help you discern through and ask good questions about why you're feeling this way, how to respond in a biblical way, in a constructive way, um, and end with some just scriptural encouragement from the Lord as we all face these days where sometimes it's just like, oh Lord, (laughs) oh Lord, I throw in the towel. It really, it really is, you know, and, and I think, you know, like, I, like, like Virginia just said, we've talked about, is this a great one to start off the, the new year with? <laughs> but quite honestly, I do think that after we get through the holidays and we start into January and there's so much to be done, mm-hmm. you know, you've heard us talk planning in January, you know, a billion times. And so, you know, that we just jump right from this busy holiday season into a super busy time of year in ministry. Mm-hmm for us because we're beginning to plan for vacation Bible school and for camp and for all the things. Yeah. And and so there's all of these big events that are coming. And so it is really easy to get super overwhelmed because also during these months, there's a lot of people that are traveling and a lot of people who are sick. And so volunteer needs Mm -hmm. become more pressing during this time of year. And so I really do believe that it can be a very frustrating time 
And so I think for us to be able just to think through how do we handle those days when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel ill-equipped, when we feel like Mm -hmm. maybe it's time to move on to something different, I think it's great to be able just to get some perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because we're going to talk about three potential root causes of this feeling of, oh my goodness, I just want to quit. Um, and the first, you know, potential thing would just be discouragement. Um, we all experience just times and seasons of discouragement, Mm -hmm. situations that are just particularly difficult or require a lot of us. Um, and so we all go through times where we feel discouraged, where we may feel some of these sort of like generalized sort of sweeping negative statements of like, oh, how this is never going to work out. Oh, I'm never going to find enough volunteers. Oh, you know, this is always happens. This is, yeah. yeah. But these sort of like generalized always statements, never statements, those things are rarely true or accurate. It's easy to feel that way. It's easy to feel like, Oh goodness, you know, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to, this is never going to end. It's Mm -hmm. easy to feel that way, but that's rarely the truth. Um, and so even as we, you know, feel these negative feelings, or maybe we have a lot of like self doubt or these feelings of defeat, you know, Mm -hmm. one, we want to, you know, combat that with the truth, the truth of the situation, the truth of God's word. Um, and so, you know, we want to analyze some of these things that we're thinking in the midst of our discouragement. Right. Right. Well, and it's really easy to allow yourself to start to spiral through those always and never statements, because when you are overwhelmed, when things are coming at you in that way, you do get that sense. And I think that it's one of those lies that the world tells us that, you know, you're always going to be in this situation. This is, you know, never going to work out or this is not, you know, and it's those negative. And when you're around people that also can tend to be negative, if you happen to have those people in your ministry or on your staff or or in your family where you do hear that coming in from the outside as well, because you already have yeah. these things in your mind that are stressing you and you're already allowing yourself to, to spiral a little bit and worry. And then you hear that confirmation from other people that are are kind of feeding it. Then it is really easy to, to lose control and I loved what you said there. It's it's combating those feelings with what you know to be true. Mm-hmm. And that's going to God's word, taking time to go to God's word, taking time to think through, you know, if you were standing before Jesus, what would he tell you? Like, would he be saying, this is never going to work? Yeah. You know, what, what are the words of Jesus yeah. in, in scripture? What what can you allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your heart? And it's it's making that time to be able to do that, even though you're in the middle of all of this insanity. Mm-hmm. It really, it, it's that time is necessary of allowing yourself to 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 take some time to write out what you know is true. God mm-hmm. is sovereign. God is faithful. God loves me. He wants good for me. You know all of these things that Scripture tells us. And thinking back on our calling from God, our placement, you know, in our ministry where we are, um, you know, because as you're facing these discouragements, discouragements, you can think, oh, man, like, am I really cut out for this? Is this like, you know, is this really where I'm supposed to be? And it's like, man, no, it's like God called me here. He placed me here. Um, You know, this this is what he has for me in this season. Um, So remembering, you know, your calling and your placement from God um, in not in a pithy way, but counting your blessings. Like Mm -hmm. it's easy to get so focused on the things that are hard or the things that cause us worry. Um, But just like what you're saying, being intentional to sit down and even write out all the wonderful things that we are so grateful for, you know, because it's easy to worry about this situation over here. And forget about, oh, man, you know, this kid gave their life to Christ mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to be baptized or, you know, this 
other, you know, wonderful thing has happened. This person has really stepped up into a leadership role and they are serving the Lord and serving our ministry so well. And so, you know, not just focusing on the thing that we're worried about, but just looking at all the ways that God is at work and all the amazing things that he has done as well in this season. Right. Um, and, and I think too, when you mentioned your calling, it's reminding ourselves that yes, within our own power, we cannot do any of this. Mm, amen. Um, that, that we are doing what God has called us to do. And he is going to do that work through us because he receives all the glory for it. Mm. So when I have those moments of where I say, you know what, I don't think I can do this. I remind myself, you know what, without God, I can't. And so I need to go to him and just say, okay, where do you want me right now? Where do you need me right now? What is the next right thing to do? Amen. And just allow him to work through me. And take that time to know that, you know, he gave us manna each and every day because he wanted us to rely on him each and every day. And so reminding ourselves when we have these struggles, this will give me the opportunity to trust him more. This is a way that I am learning to trust him more and just put our faith and trust in the calling that he has given us. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I think, too, praying for the situation that's causing the discouragement, the struggle, whatever that is that we're worried about, the the like what you're saying, the negative Nelly, who maybe is also being discouraging, right? And so you know, just bathing all of that in prayer because we start to see the situation differently, we start to see negative Nelly differently, um, and the Lord, as He is working it out as well, He also gives us His perspective on these things. Right. Um, no, that is just so very, very true. And, and so it's something that we have to just, we have to intentionally have, I think some plans in our back pocket of just that journal that you keep handy or, or, you know, whatever it is that you need to help you to remember, you know, I, you know, I've talked before about how I have all of these post-it notes, you know, in my office everywhere <laughs> to remind me of verses that I'm trying to memorize and and little things, you know, today about like, um, you know, I even have like a little note. Honestly, I have this little note that's sitting right in front of me that first says it's going to be a great day. Amen. And then the next thing it says is change your narrative. Mm. What lies are you making agreement with? And so it's like to remind myself, like, okay, today is going to be good. I'm doing what God's called me to do today. I am going to change that narrative that's in my head. I'm not going to let the negative, the nevers, the always, those, those panicky feelings. I'm going to change that narrative in my mind and say, this is going to be a positive today. This is a way that I can handle this in a positive way. And then that last thing is what lies are you making agreement with? Am I, am I agreeing with the lies that I'm hearing in my mind of this is never going to work out. This is, this is a, you know, what am I agreeing with? I need to make sure that I am agreeing with the truth. And so that's truly just where I am right now in my life where I've got this right in front of me so that every morning I kind of can look at these things and try to remind myself of the promises that God's given me. Amen. Amen. Focus on that truth of God's word. Um, and, and one important distinction that I want to make as well in this conversation on discouragement is that as these feelings that we have, um, you know, these self-doubts, this negativity, the always never statements that these, whenever it's discouragement, it's something that's related to a particular situation, a particular challenge. Um, but if this is a way that you are feeling on an ongoing basis, um, like if you are feeling hopeless or, you know, just adrift for, a, you know, long periods of time, and it's not necessarily related to any particular circumstance, then that's definitely something to like talk to a doctor about, talk to a counselor, talk to a therapist, um, you know, because we all face discouragement, but discouragement is is temporary. Um, right. You know, the, the clouds are going to part, the sun's going to shine again. Um, you know, you will get through this particular thing that's making you tear all your hair out today. <laughs> right. Um, right. 
But if, if you're experiencing these feelings and there's no, there's no end, then that's something that's more than discouragement. And that's something that you do, you know, we would encourage you to, to, you know, seek help, talk to a professional, um, just for your own well-being, because, um, you know, God gives us people and resources um, to use, you know, for our well-being. Right. Because there's lots of different things, uh, you know, I've learned over the years, there's never just a simple answer um, to complex emotions and feelings. There's just so many puzzle pieces to it. And I think that it's exactly what you said. I think that God has give us, given us wisdom. God has given us doctors and people who can help us when we're struggling. And so I think that we need to make sure that we're not just trying to do everything on our own. Mm-hmm. And that we get the help that we need when we need it. And that's really important Absolutely. for us to be able to help others. We have to be able to do that. So. Amen. Amen. So, so we could be feeling this ready to quit because we're discouraged by a certain circumstance or situation or whatever. Um, but we could be feeling this, oh, I want to quit because of burnout, which has been right. such a topic just in our mm-hmm. culture recently. We yeah. We have an episode about burnout. We have an episode about you know, caring for your own spiritual needs. So we've got a couple episodes where we, I feel like, you know, cover um, uh, this in depth, but burnout is definitely another reason why you could be, you know, just taking a deep breath and be like, oh, I'm just, I just want to throw in the towel. Right, right. Well, and and we, we have talked about this before. Burnout is such a big issue, especially I believe in children's ministry. Because it is so very time consuming and overwhelming and it's different than a lot of other ministries where you have this constant pulling because you always have, you know, preschoolers and volunteers that you're trying to take care of and and children and, and families. And there's always that need for more helpers and more workers and events that just come one right after the other. And so Burnout can just happen so very quickly because not many other people in ministry understand the pressures that come with children's ministry. And so Mm -hmm. I think we do need to watch for those signs very Mm -hmm. early and try to catch things as early Mm -hmm. as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I tried to do some reading and just kind of pull together some, some general um, signs, some general indicators that, that could mean that you are, burning out or entering a phase of burnout. And so I just kind of pulled these from all over the internet. I just read a bunch of different things. Right. <laughs> um, right. So one thing, you know, feeling numb, um, things that used to excite you or bring you joy. Um, just, you just kind of don't even feel anything, you know, right. like maybe you loved VBS or you, you know, would get so excited whenever a child makes a profession of faith and now you're like, oh, okay, it's good. Oh, okay. It's good. Yeah. You know, but you're feeling numb, mm-hmm. um, feeling dread if you're like actively dreading, <laughs> you know, being right. at church, going to work, going into the office, difficulty finding motivation, um, you know, finding that motivation to do even things that are simple. Um, you know, maybe it's not a difficult thing, but you're like, oh, I just like cannot put the curriculum together again. I just can't like bring myself to do that today. Mm-hmm. Um, lacking energy kind of, again, like those, the things that used to energize you and excite you just don't anymore. And it's just kind of ah, flat mm-hmm. um, being irritable or less patient. And so, so there are a number of different things that burnout could look like in any individual but just kind of in skimming through some different lists and some different ideas, those seem to be some common denominators of, you know, okay, if you are ticking multiple of these, maybe it's time to consider, Hey, like, am, is this something I'm experiencing? Am I experiencing this burnout? Am, am I burning the candle at both ends and just trying to do too much? Like, mm-hmm. um, and so I think if you're, if you're noticing multiple of these things in your life, it's definitely worth considering and evaluating. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we know ourselves well enough that if you are finding yourself doing those things to try to avoid 
your situations that you're coming up against, if you're finding yourself mm-hmm. kind of burying yourself in television or burying yourself in mm-hmm. social media, or you are noticing that you're spending a lot of extra time waiting in your car before you get out to go into the yeah. building or, you know, those kinds of things where you are finding yourself just really trying to, to protect your overwhelm, sense of overwhelm, Mm -hmm. then it's those moments where you have to really kind of think through, are you taking care of yourself well enough? Are you finding those moments where you can give yourself a little bit of a break, where you can give yourself that opportunity to just get some rest? And so, yeah, it's it's really important for us to be self-aware of those times when we know that we are headed towards just being too overwhelmed to be able to function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. Just like what you're saying, understanding yourself and your rhythms, um, you know, being realistic about your time and your energy and your capabilities. Um, <clears throat> because just because, you know, someone else seems to be, oh, you know, they're at an even bigger church and they're doing fine and they're not even struggling. Like, right. why am I struggling? You know, don't compare oh. yourself to other people. No. Um, and just, you know, know, know your own self and your own capabilities and your energy. Um, and, and just, you know, don't try to work against just sort of the way that you're, you're wired, the way everything that you've got going on in this season of life. Um, and just being sort of realistic um, about everything that you have going on in your capabilities. Yeah. One of the things that I learned really early in ministry is that I can't look at other people and expect mm-hmm. that I think that I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. I, over the years, had so many people that I would look to and say, oh, they're just, everything is so perfect in their lives. Or, you know, mm-hmm. oh, they really always have it together. Or they seem to be able yeah. to handle anything. And it's rarely true. Typically, it's, 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 it's very rarely true. And I would mm-hmm. usually, over time, find out about some really difficult things mm-hmm. that they were going through. Or things would fall apart or they would have some real struggles. And so it's that sense of like, we are really good at making things look like they're together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've all seen, you know, the pictures of like, you know, you see things on Instagram and then somebody will show what something really looks like. I mean, we're really yeah. good at, <laughs> at putting on a face of, of trying to make things look perfect. And so I think that, that the thing that, that the, the danger comes when we think everybody else has it together and we're the only ones that are struggling. Mm-hmm. And so I, I totally like can relate to what you're talking about because it's so very easy for us to do, but uh, there is a level that we tend to work at in children's ministry that is just mm-hmm. not sustainable. Yes. It's something that we can, you know, we can pull through a week of vacation Bible school and really, you know, push hard and and try to do that. But if you're finding yourself having to push through at that level constantly, Every, it's yeah. not sustainable for anyone yeah. to do. And so we have to be realistic mm-hmm. in what we're able to do. And my strengths and weaknesses are different than yours. And so I can't look at you and compare everything just straight apples to apples. It's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen. So we have to be very realistic in being able to say, what am I physically able to handle right now? And how much am I Mm -hmm. able to sustain Mm -hmm. and be able to continue to do the work that God's called me to do to the best ability that I have? So you really do Mm -hmm. have to be very honest with yourself about it. Mm-hmm. So that flows really well um, into, you know, starting out on the one hand, you know, knowing yourself, your capabilities, being honest, being realistic, um, you know, prioritizing your spiritual health and your walk with Christ. But then the other side of that is whenever you're facing burnout on an organizational level, um, you know, looking at ways to to delegate to key leaders um, to, cause sometimes you just like, there is just no way for you or any one person to do it all. And right. so finding those people, um, who can help you, who can come alongside you, um, who can serve in a whole variety of ways to help take things off your plate, but ensure that the ministry continues, you know, happening, yeah. 
and all these right. things that need to get done continue getting done. So, so, you know, delegating, um, and then also being honest with your leadership above you. This was something that, um, in our interview about uh, leave of absence and maternity leave with Lauren Jackson that she said that right. I thought was so good. She said, honesty is not a weakness. And so whenever you are struggling with this, whenever you're struggling with burnout, right. being honest with the leadership above you, um, because they can't help you if they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. If you're putting on this facade that everything's fine and you're handling everything fine and you've just got it all covered. And so it can be really hard for us to admit that, that okay. we're having a hard time. Mm -hmm. The honesty is not a weakness. And I thought yeah. that was so beautiful. And so yes. at an organizational level, you know, delegating out, and getting help, and then also being honest with the people above us about what we're going through um, mm -hmm. and what support they can provide. Right, right. And I think that you need to be able to do that early enough before it's so overwhelming. I think sometimes mm -hmm. we wait too long mm -hmm. for, uh, to ask for help, and then we do become this this person who is so overwhelmed that it, it overwhelms the people that we're talking to because we are so... <laughs> You know, we've allowed it to get to the point where yeah. it is overwhelming. And so we yeah. need to be able to to kind of step back a little bit earlier and to be able to say, you know what, you cannot do children's ministry alone, period. Mm -hmm. it, it cannot mm -hmm. be done. One person, and, and this is something that I feel like that it, it, I wish that I could like pour into church members and, and other church staff members is to say, you know what? Yes, there are a lot of ministries where like the one person that's doing that ministry can do everything. Children's ministry is not that ministry. It cannot be done alone. It has to be done with a team. It has to be done with other people supporting you and helping you. It cannot be done alone. It can't be fully a hundred percent your responsibility. Um, no matter what your salary is or what they do for, you know, it's, it, you, you know, you, you have to have help to be yeah. able to do this ministry. It's inherently different than a lot of other ministries because mm -hmm. it needs a lot of volunteers and a lot of people involved. And mm -hmm. so, you know, one of the things, one of the characteristics of being a good leader is to be able to look at the situation and be very honest about mm -hmm. what it requires. Yes. And so that means you have to be able to look at this and say, you know what, I cannot do this by myself. Mm -hmm. These are the things that I need for help. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be very realistic when you're looking at every event that you do, every situation. And so that means you have to be able to go to your leadership when you need help and say, I need some help with this. And this is where I am. All right. So we have talked about, you know, possibly on those days when we just feel like we want to quit it being from discouragement, um, from burnout. Um, a third thing, a third reason why we may just be feeling like we want to quit would be workplace dysfunction. Um, so, you know, maybe there's not one thing that's discouraging you and you don't feel completely overwhelmed and burning out, but you still find yourself thinking like, Oh, I just, I, I don't know that I'm, I just want to ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. Um, but, you know, evaluating, the culture of, you know, your church staff, of your church leadership, of, you know, your workplace. And it's hard when your workplace is also your house of worship and the family of God and your boss is your pastor. And that's just like this whole additional layer of complication. But sometimes we just kind of have to boil it down really simply and just look at the culture of where we're serving and just sort of think about it just objectively um, about the culture that we're serving in. And if, is it a healthy one? Is it a dysfunctional one? Um, and what we've got going on. Mm -hmm. I, I've talked to a lot of leaders over the years that would say things like, I feel like, you know, maybe I'm overreacting about this, or maybe I am not seeing things correctly, or I'm being too emotional about it, or I'm letting myself get too upset too quickly. And I think a lot of times it's finding somebody else that you can go to that's in ministry, that is a safe person to go to, somebody that you can trust to be able to say, okay, this is the situation that's happening. 
I need somebody to help me look at, is this a problem where I am burned out and I am stressed and I am overreacting? Or is this possibly some dysfunction within our church staff or within our church family or within Mm -hmm. the way that we are functioning as a ministry so that you can get some perspective? Because Mm -hmm. it is not always you. It's it's Mm -hmm. not always you. And that's something that's been really hard for me over the years Mm -hmm. because I tend to think it's always me. Mm -hmm. Like, I must be seeing this wrong. I must be thinking about this weirdly. Yeah. I I should have maybe said something differently or if I just worked Mm -hmm. harder or if I just did this differently or if I somehow Mm -hmm. did this and somehow it's going to fix it. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I have learned more and more that that a lot of times it's not me. Mm -hmm. It's actually a problem that somebody else is having. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I have control over. Mm -hmm. And so it's having somebody that can help you look logically at the situation and somebody that you can trust enough that's going to be willing to say, yeah, no, you're really just overreacting about this and be okay with that. You know, you you need those people. And I know that's really hard, but it's really having those people that you can Mm -hmm. trust that you can say, yeah, no, I need you to give me your seriously honest opinion. Yes. You know, am I overreacting to this or is this something that is not me? Mm-hmm. because we don't always have control over fixing it. Mm-hmm. And so we have to know when we are just literally giving it to God and saying, okay, Jesus, I give you everyone and everything in the situation. And I am just, you know, trusting you to help me know what the next right thing is to do. Amen. Amen. And some, some questions that you can ask um, as you are considering, you know, the culture and, um, you know, whether or not this is a healthy or dysfunctional situation, you know, like in our last point, we talked about if you're feeling burnt out, you know, being honest about that. And I guess, you know, really my first question is, you know, can you be honest? Do you feel like um, your, your honesty and your vulnerability won't be leveraged against you? Is this a place where that, that is safe? Um, Is this, a place where you can um, respectfully disagree or present your viewpoint um, and have it be heard, not always acted on, but heard at least without, um, you know, retribution or without um, offense being taken. You know, if you present your viewpoint in in a polite, diplomatic way, um, are expectations communicated clearly um, or are expectations a, a guessing game or a moving target? Do you, do you know what's expected of you? Do you feel comfortable with that? If you do make, you know, a, a human error, because we all make mistakes, we all do things. So not like embezzling money from the church or like robbing a bank, but like, <laughs> you know, just like a human error. Yeah. Is that handled with clarity and with grace and with respectfulness? Um, you know, are you clear on what you did wrong and how to improve it or do better next time? And so a lot of this centers around just sort of open and honest communication. Um, and so feeling like you have clarity, feeling like you have the ability to state your opinions, state your viewpoints, make yourself clear, and that it will be received in a way um, that is, you know, positive. And so those are just some questions to consider as you sort of think through, could this be a a dysfunctional culture that I'm trying to operate in. Right. Right. And, and there are those, those moments where you have to really very honestly look at, is this where God has for me right now? Is this where God has called me to be? Is this the healthiest and safest environment for me to be in? You know, you, you have to be able to ask yourself those questions and, and be able to honestly look at, what God is calling in your life and, and how you're serving. And so sometimes, you know, we've talked about this when we talked about, you know, leaving well, and we we've had these kind of conversations before in some other episodes about Mm -hmm. how we determine whether or not this is somewhere that God has called us where we might be effective, or is this somewhere that maybe that God is leading us to walk away from and knowing when, Mm -hmm you know, when we stay and when we walk away and, and allowing that conversation to be, you know, to have that honest conversation with yourself Mm -hmm. about, you know, what is it that God has for me right now? 
Because mm-hmm. no, I mean, nowhere is perfect. You, you know, every church, every organization, everything. I mean, we're all just imperfect humans. So nowhere is perfect, but there are some sort of general sort of hallmarks of things that, that do make an organization, you know, a good organization that do make for healthy leadership and, and healthy culture and organization, um, open and honest communication that's respectful, clear expectations, consistent but gracious accountability, acknowledgement of strengths and weaknesses um, that, you know, we all have different strengths and different weaknesses. And those aren't, our strengths aren't in competition with each other. Our strengths work together. Um, Is there an environment of encouragement and appreciation? Um, And so those are just some things, just a list that I came up with, just sort of in thinking through this of things that are hallmarks of, you know, a, a good always going to be imperfect, but still a good, healthy organization. Yeah. And just like you said, Valerie, you know, every organization has different dysfunctions. Mm -hmm. And so identifying, okay, whatever this is that's going on that I'm seeing and that has been confirmed to me by, you know, an outside opinion, like, yeah, this is weird or this is off. You know, is this something that I can live with? Because sometimes it is. Again, nothing's perfect. No one's perfect. Um, you know, so sometimes it is maybe something that you can live with or something that you can work around or something that's, you know, are there concerns that you can address with a particular individual? Um, and so maybe sometimes, you know, there is something going on that really isn't how it should be or really isn't the best way, but, you know, can you go to that individual and be like, Hey man, quit clipping your toenails at your desk. It's grossing me out or, you know, (laughs) whatever it is. But also thinking about what you're seeing, if this is an unhealthy or dysfunctional environment, is there a moral or ethical concern that you need to bring forward um, to the church board, to your deacons, to your personnel committee, to the elders, you know, whatever that looks like in your church, because you know, if your colleagues clipping their toenails at their desk, it's weird and it's gross, but it doesn't rise to that level. Right. But if you find out one of your colleagues, one of your pastors is like robbing banks on the weekend for fun, you know, that a little (laughs) more serious. Yes. That like eclipses that question of, well, can I live with this? And it goes into, okay, this is an ethical issue. This is a moral issue. Right that needs to be addressed, you know, through the pr- appropriate channels. And if you know someone's robbing banks, I mean, the first appropriate channel is to call the police. But um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it is, there's, there's like a, a, like, if you're taking the levels from, you know, the most, the, the, the most just annoying things mm-hmm. up to the most serious of things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we really do have to decide you know, and we've said this before as well, what hill are we going to die on? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a hill that I am going to choose that this would be where I would walk away or, a, mm-hmm. or one where I'd need to elevate it to an, a higher authority. Mm-hmm. And you do really have to have those, those mindsets of like, I can work with this and I can try to help with this, mm-hmm. but these are the things when it comes to safety and security, when it comes mm-hmm. to, um, the health and safety of our ministry and the people who are entrusting, um, you know, us to be able to, to serve God in an honest way, in a moral way, in an acceptable way. Are, are these things being met? Are, are we stepping up? And over the years, there's been a lot of times where I've had to make those calls. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times where I've said, this is an unacceptable situation for me. And I've tried to to get it addressed. And if it's not, Mm -hmm. then I've walked away. You know, I've I've, I've notified the the correct authorities and I've walked away. And then there were some where I have been able to, to, to help a culture change and help an administration change. And so there's, there's, both ends of those spectrums that can happen, but we just have to really be honest with ourselves about where we are and what is happening around us and what, what is the appropriate response for it. And that's where having those people in your life that you can go to, 
for advice and for perspective and for, you know, that that's huge. And it, mm-hmm. it really is important for you to be able to cultivate those relationships and find those people in your life where mm-hmm. you can go to them and say, I really need another perspective on this. Where, you know, how, how seriously am I looking at this situation? Am I looking at it rationally or am I letting my emotions take over for this? Mm -hmm. That's right. Because the Lord, even when you're in something really difficult or confusing or hard, as you're trying to figure out where these boundaries are and the hills to die on and the hills to go around, you know, the Lord will give you wisdom and discernment. I mean, James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without criticizing, it will be given to him. Have that memorized of a song from VBS. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But God will give you wisdom. He will speak that wisdom through his word. He will speak that wisdom through other people who are speaking truth into your life. God will give you that wisdom that you need to know what to do in your particular tough situation, because he has a way through it. Um, It may be hard, (laughs) but he has a way through it. Um, And just like you said, sometimes you can be a part of shifting and changing the culture. Mm -hmm. Sometimes though you're in a broken system and it is, it's time to get out before you are broken by the system. Right. Um, Well, and I always look to scripture for that because, you know, we know by reading the New Testament that sometimes Paul was called to step up and to have to deal with the difficult things. And sometimes Paul was called to shake the dust off of his feet and move on to the next town. So, you know, it's biblical to know that there are some situations where we are called to be that change and to be leaders. And then there are some situations where God knows that this is not where you need to be right now. And he has other people that he has planned for whatever purposes he has planned. And so we have to be strong enough in our relationship with him to be able to truly look at where we are and say, yes, God is calling me to walk away. God is calling me to step up. God is calling, you know, what, what is God calling you to do? What is the next right thing? Mm -hmm. And so that can be a really difficult and overwhelming thing to try to figure out. I know that it has been several times for me over the years, but it is something that God is going to walk you through and he's going to help you with because he's placed you there for such a time as this for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's trusting in him with that. But also, like we said before, it's trusting that he's also given people to walk alongside you to help you as you are making these calls and as you're making these decisions. And so we have to be able to, you know, have that trusted voice that we can go to, to say, what is the best next thing for me to do here? Mm -hmm. One thing that you have to just realize, and I think it's something that you just realize as you get older is that people don't always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for me because in, in ministry, yeah. my inclination is that every pastor intends on doing what's best. And every person that serves in ministry intends on doing the right thing. But unfortunately, over the years, I've come to find that sometimes people don't make wise decisions. And sometimes people do things for the wrong reasons. And sometimes mm-hmm. people have allowed themselves to fall so far away from what God has called for them that they make choices that can hurt people. And Mm -hmm. so we can't just assume, oh, there's no way that this person meant to do this. They may very well have meant to do that. And so we have to be realistic when we're looking at the situation that we're in and allow ourselves that, that knowledge that God has given us wisdom and grace and, and that we just have to take one step at a time to figure out what the best thing to do might be. Amen. I just want to say one more time, finding ways that you can protect yourself and ways for you to take time to think through and process are so very important. Mm. One of the things that I know that I did, you know, when I was serving at a particular church, we had a a school. So we, you know, had 
teachers and students and people in the building constantly. And I was constantly needed. And so it was very difficult for me to get away. Like it was very mm -hmm. difficult for me to say, I'm going to take today and go somewhere because I, mm -hmm. I really had to be in the building so very often. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I kind of found is that we had a, 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 our sanctuary that people didn't really go into during the day. There was no reason for anyone to be in there. So it was empty usually during most of the, the weekday. And it was, uh, you know, we had like the baptistry up front with the cross, the lighted cross that was in the baptistry. So there was always a little bit of a light mm -hmm. in the sanctuary, even when all the lights were off. And that became my sort of safe place to go. When I started feeling overwhelmed, when I started to feel a little bit of that stress of just everybody constantly knocking on my office door and everybody kind of following me everywhere I went to, you know, I had, you know, sort of, I, there was a door that you could kind of go into where people didn't really see you in this hallway. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of had a way that I would sneak mm -hmm. into the sanctuary for just five minutes right. and I would just pray. You know, I would mm, just would be there in front of the lighted cross and I would just pray. And so it became a place for me to be able to just take a breath mm -hmm. when I felt overwhelmed mm -hmm. and just it became a place where I could just give everything that I was stressing over for that minute, just lay it at the foot of the cross. Amen. And so it's finding your place that you can go that's going to be the, the, the time for you to be able just to spend time with Jesus, just mm -hmm. to give him everything, finding those little moments, whether it is getting in your car and just finding a park that you can, you know, sit in the parking lot of for five mm -hmm. minutes, but it's, it's finding those places where you can give yourself just a moment mm -hmm. to reconnect with God and to just give everything to him and then you can, you know, move back in to what you're doing for the day. So it doesn't have to be something very long, but it's allowing yourself the grace mm -hmm. to be able to lay everything at his feet. But that also entails, you know, you, you know, taking that time to study and to read your Bible mm -hmm. and to look at God's truth and make that a part of who you are. It's really taking time to journal and to make those lists of all of the positive yeah. things that God is doing and all of the the good things that are happening. I know it seems like you don't have time to do those things, mm. but they are necessary things. Yes. And yes. so you have to somehow allow yourself that outlet to be able to bring in God's truth, to be able to bring in those good things finding that person that you can go to lunch with or go to dinner with that can be your person where you can just say, Oh, this is what's happening. And I need your opinion. I need your advice. It's, it's, it's making room in your life for the things that will help you so that you don't get to the point where everything just falls apart. Because I can promise you I've been in that place before where I let myself get so overwhelmed that it was, it was way beyond what just a 10 minute break could do. Mm -hmm. And so it's finding those things that you can do along the way to really help you to be able to think through what God has for you. Well, amen. And I'm just going to close us out with um, some encouragement from some scriptures, just, just some of God's word, um, just to encourage our hearts. As again, we all face these days where we just feel like we want to quit. Um, this is one, this is from um, a recent Christmas time sermon um, from Luke 1, 36 and 37. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth, this is the angel Gabriel talking to Mary, um, has also conceived in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. And that verse just struck me just because of those verses um, just because there are so many times that something looks barren to us. Right. It looks like an empty desert full of just dirt. Right. Um, it just seems barren, but nothing is impossible with God. Um, no matter how barren our situation seems, God can, can send that rain 
and the tumbleweeds unfold and grow <laughs> into living plants. They actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just that, that remembrance that nothing is impossible with God. Um, John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And so even whenever we go through seasons of barrenness, you know, God's power and God's abundant life is on the other side of that. Um, And so that could come in a lot of different ways that could come here on this earth that could come because the Lord calls us home and we get abundant eternal life. Um, but there is no barrenness that is beyond the reach, um, and the power of God. And then this, this scripture is another one, you know, again, we talk about our personal quiet times and guarding that time and being intentional to have that time with the Lord. Um, this is one that I read, I'm doing, um, just an Advent Bible study guide right now. Um, and this is one, this is a verse that I read through that study And then I've also added it into my little list of scriptures that I pray through. Um, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, our God is a God of hope. Again, there is no barrenness that is outside of his hope. He can fill us with all joy and peace, regardless of our circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, So that as we trust in him, as we walk with him, as we fellowship with him, as we faithfully obey him, as we walk with him, and as we trust in him, we can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, that's not a hope in our circumstances. That's a supernatural hope that comes from the Lord and knowing that our trust and our peace and our joy and everything is in nothing in this world. It's in, you know, our eternal relationship with, you know, God, our father. And so, so these are just some scriptures just to remind us that even when we want to quit, even when it all seems barren, the Lord is at work. He is on his throne and he can give us peace and hope and joy, even in the midst of difficult situations and difficult times. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We hope that this has been encouraging. We hope that if God is moving in your ministry and moving in your life, that this has somehow been encouraging for you. That is really what our heart is. It's really what our hope is. We just want to be able to meet you where you are. We thank you so much for just all the encouragement that you have been to us. Mm -hmm. And we just ask that if you have any topics that you would like to hear us speak on, please, please send us a message, uh, write something in the comments, let us know, um, because we really do want to find ways that we can just encourage and support you in your ministry as you support and encourage your families. We hope you have a wonderful week and we will talk to you again soon. Mm Bye-bye.